When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And it's David Odyssey back with another spectacular episode of The Luminaries, this time a special solo edition in which I break down my experience at the Alanis Morissette Jagged Little Pill 25th Anniversary Show at Jones Beach Long Island Stadium featuring garbage. Trust me, there's a lot to talk about. I also get into The Ladyland, September 11th, Michigas, All Stars 6, Abortion rights in Texas in relation to Uranus and Taurus. The other two, Selena Gomez, Rina Samoyama, and much, much more. Thanks for listening. We are in for a wild ride. Mwah. Okay, welcome to the Luminaries and Shabbat Shalom. The way it's happening is that we had a really spectacular guest lined up this week and I had to cancel on them because for the second time in as many weeks, um, I was struck down with a really intense migraine. I just want to say something. I know this is going to come off. I am not... A, progr- a procrastinator. I like really do hit my marks and I hit my deadlines. It's something I know about myself. I don't necessarily think that's a good thing. I just think I'm like so docile and so afraid of like disapproval or like making mommy angry, whatever. So a lot of the time when like things go off schedule or something, it's because of this shit that is not really in my control, which is like getting sick or triggered or whatever. Um, so I am really doing my best. Um, I'm on new migraine medication and I'm seeing a neurologist next week who is covered by New York Medicaid. So take that, my conservative father. I am benefiting off the system. And by the way, I intend to give back to the system once I feel like a whole human being again. But anyways, I tried these new meds, which were truly like 1950s housewife. Mommy needs her special pills. Uh, My dad told me that my migraine might be helped if I try coffee. As you know, I've never had coffee once in my life, ever. So I went to the Bushwick Diner in the middle of Wednesday, ordered cu- cup of coffee and pancakes. You know, I, and this Dexter will tell you, is my Mars and Pisces. Mars and Pisces, you know, the embodiment of a cinematic fantasy. I am living it, okay? I found the coffee to be disgusting, Uh, But nonetheless, I lived the experience, did not help. I'm still feeling pretty fucked up. Um, But we are working, we are trying. So anyways, I I was disappointed because I was really excited to to have a guest. There's a lot of guests we have lined up, quite frankly. Um, I think the key is that I just need to start doing bulk recordings. Again, if any of you wants to be my assistant or scheduling manager... Sign up now, and I promise, uh, you know, the riches are coming and your faith will be rewarded. I am ready for, I am ready for faith to be rewarded. I know that I'm worth 
I'm worth an abundance and I am looking for those champions who can help me um, achieve and synthesize uh, all of this into practice. And I am thankful to all of you for listening and I'm thankful for all of you for like, anyways, look, this podcast has been so great because especially this year, like anyone who listens, I really, when they've reached out um, through email or DM or whatever, it really is. I really know they're paying attention and I don't feel like, um, I just feel like I'm talking to very smart, considerate, compassionate people. Uh, and if you're listening, that means you. So thank you. Um, I believe in you and I know you believe in me. So we're getting there. Um, anyways, there's, because so much has been happening otherwise, I am, you know, apoplectic with things to talk about, and I thought we might as well jump in. No guests this week. Let's see how it goes. Um, you know, I love talking. So, where to start? The Lady Gaga Chromatica remix album is damn good. The Brie Runway song, for me, is the standout. I would say that the Brie Runway What Do I Tell My Friends music video from 2018, if you haven't watched it, watch it all the way. Lilith is here. Uh, Charlie X's, XCX's song is excellent. Charlie has a new song herself, and she has, I think, for the first time, a good music video. It's very good. Um, I really, Rina Sawayama won me over, and I think Rina in John Wick 4 is going to be the T. I have to say something about the the musician-turned-actress thing. I watched the Steve Martin show, you know, Only Murders in the Building. I don't care. I will say that I think Selena Gomez might just be an actress. Like, I've just been thinking about what it means to be a pop star and, like, how much of a grave responsibility that is because you basically have to achieve superhuman apotheosis and endure and preserve it selena might just be an actress i thought she was good on that show that may have been her calling all along i'm not here to like diss love you like a love song baby because that's the best song ever written but frankly naya rivera did it better on glee okay um god we i i I haven't even gotten to the bulk of what this episode is going to be about which is my experience at the Alanis Morissette garbage concert last week. I am going to get into it. I just want to cover a few other things. The other two is back. It's on HBO Max. I think it's a profound season so far. I wish they'd use Molly Shannon a little bit more, but besides that, I think it's very beautiful. I think there's a real reckoning that's happening with... Um, with the gay millennial identity and uh there's an episode with noah galvin and tuck watkins whatever his name is you does everyone remember in the mummy with rachel weiss okay i am i am not i'm not getting into my rachel weiss thing again okay i'm gonna get into it (sighs) gay people discovered rachel weiss in 1996 when the mummy came out lesbians discovered rachel weiss 23 years later when the favorite came out i'm glad you're into her now but i have been sitting here okay um in the mummy the hot american with glasses who 
drops his glasses, steps on them, and then is blind, which is literally me pre-LASIK. I would be the first one in the horror movie to die because I was legally blind without my fucking Rachel Maddow glasses. He, of course, then gets his eyeballs and his tongue taken out by uh, Imhotep. He, in that movie, is so smashingly hot. He is gay in real life. There you have it. Um, And he was on the new episode of... The other two, in which his name is Tuck Watkins. God, where do they where do they get this stuff? Um, he's a Virgo, of course. So he is in this episode with Noah Galvin, which I loved. Um, Noah Galvin, as you remember, is a genius. Noah Galvin is the one who, in 2014, spoke out against Brian Singer and then got his uh, TV show, The Real O'Neills canceled because of it uh posterity will live to celebrate um his legacy anyways he's a genius he's the third dear evan hansen we love him anyways they had just like a very i couldn't believe i was watching it it was so well done episode um so there's that i just finished drag race all stars 2 i want to say Besides Drag Race España and Drag Race UK, this might be the best. 2021 may be the best year for that show. Even I had my bitter heart warmed. And I found this season of All-Stars, it really was anyone's game. And I really did enjoy it for the first time in many, many years. Um, I can't tell if Rue is a genius or if Rue has gotten herself in trouble. Because Rue chose a very good winner. Rue knows she's been in trouble for her exclusion of trans women. And now Rue has opened that door. And I don't know if Rue has opened the floodgates. I have been saying for a long time that Rue knows that if she were to let in some of the trans girls, especially from the Bushwick milieu, the show would be over for her because they are their own show. They're the next level. And I think that Rue has been exerting control of her little matrix And I obviously think that opening the floodgates will only make this a much bigger, more abundant show. But I also think it might mean there's a new show to come that exceeds Rue. And that's okay. I don't know. uh, When you're a double Scorpio, your life is defined by what do I have to relinquish? And I don't know where that happens. I will say that, like, there are some Bushwick girls who, if I were Rue, I would be, you know... I would be terrified because they're not to be controlled. They are the stars. I want to say something. Um, Something's really, like, gotten to me. And I just want to say right now, like, there's just something that's really... I'm grateful to have a podcast so I can, like, share my point of view. Next weekend is the 20th anniversary of September 11th. Uh, What do gays do? We throw... um, we throw drag festivals, which I think is fabulous. And it is New York, and it's the way things should be. I bought my tickets for the 10th anniversary of Bushwig many months ago. And I am not asserting that Bushwig as a drag festival is perfect. Uh, they don't have a great history of paying their performers, etc., etc. But Bushwig for me is home, um, and it is a big... It's a big time. It's a big time to... It's the end of the season. It's this big celebration of the community and the culture. It's the 10th anniversary. Months after I bought my tickets, it was announced that Ladyland, 
the Lady Fag Music Festival would be happening on the same night, and it would be featuring Caroline Polachek, Christina Aguilera, and Jada Essence Hall. I am aware that there's some sort of a blood feud between Bushwick and Lady Fag. Okay, I don't care. I have been in a really stupid, pathetic position where I'm talking to my friends and they're saying to me, well, I love Caroline, I love Christina, I'm going. They got my ticket, which is, by the way, it's a $150 ticket. I do not, I'm a Taurus and I'm an Aquarius rising, FYI. I do not like being herded, okay? If I'm going to tell you one thing right now in this in this life, I do not like being herded. I do not like being used as a pawn or as a bargaining chip. And I do not think that queer people, especially in the context of radical drag, should be used as pawns in some capitalist um, blood feud. It is not what being gay is about. It is not what community is about, and it is not what we survived the first phase of lockdown for, is to be separated for some bullshit, okay? I do not want to be a part of some gay New York that is about this. I really don't like how things have been lately. I do not like that I went to a rave on Friday that was $50 tickets. I really, really did not spend the pandemic going to free raves in Prospect Park where I felt loved and welcomed and where trans people were running the show, spinning on the deck and giving so that I could be played like um, like a piece of meat in the slaughterhouse. This is not what being gay is about. I am grateful always to support um, DJs, performers, people in nightlife who make it happen. I do not think that um, I am not some bridge and tunnel faggot who can get um, carted in for Thai tea once a week and spend an exorbitant amount of money on it. I have taste. I have a point of view. My money should go places and my love should go places. I believe in a nightlife world where the performer, the host, gives and receives. The audience gives and receives. I do not want to be a part of some mass drag con, Thai tea, um, slaughterhouse, hellscape panopticon, okay? That is not why I want to be in New York. And if this is the case, I will move upstate. Can you imagine? Okay, thank you for letting me go there because I have just fucking had it. The other thing that is, like, not the tea right now, there is something dark brewing in the East Village, okay? On Saturday night, I was in the East Village and I was in the fight of my life. I had every psychic protection up and none of them were going to save me. I had to race to get on an L train and I I was shaken to my core. I have talked about on this show that gay demons are now out fully uh, since the pandemic. The pandemic in which no one went to therapy and no one went to AA. That's Bushwick. That's Williamsburg. The East Village belongs to straight couples and they're literally just alcoholics. Um, It is not pretty. 
I don't know what happened. I don't know when they came back. I, I really don't know. I missed something, but nowhere is safe right now. Um, where do I want to live in Manhattan? I don't know. By the way, I went to Manhattan today. I spent $200. I needed to spend 25 200 are gone. I blacked out in the Avenue B Spice Shop. If anyone needs like a vat of garam masala, don't worry. I spent plenty and now I have some for the community. I bought Szechuan. I have a jar of Szechuan black peppercorn. Why is this what happens when I get triggered? Okay. Um, I saw Candyman. I don't really have a lot to say. Okay. Uh, I just watched Mr. Soul on HBO Max. Loved it. Great companion piece to Summer of Soul. Uh, Mr. Soul is my dream show. Like, the Dick Cavett, uh, Ellis Hazlip arena. I'm just like, please let me set up shop there. That show, if Soul existed now, fuck. Um... Oh my god, let me add it. Okay. Um, I I gotta say, I started watching, and during my migraine, binge-watching. I never binge-watch anything, but I have been devouring the Harley Quinn cartoon, the animated series, on HBO Max. It is excellent. It is not adult swim humor. It is really, like, very well-written and refined. Um, I hate to say it, Kaylee Cuoco, twice in one year, baby. She's surprised me. She does an excellent job. I think the show is really, really well done. It's really smart, really colorful. Um, it has a great, great everything. I, I'm just really shocked to say it. Um, okay, before I get into the Atlantis thing, I do want to just say one more thing. Um, Uranus went into Uranus is in Taurus as we know this is the great liberator the planet of change and awakening in Taurus the sign of personal wealth uh, and ownership Uranus has been in Taurus since 2018 it'll be there through 2026 if you're a Taurus this is a once in a lifetime transit for you Taurus is the sign of fertility Uh, it's sign of fertility abundance um, the sensual money food so, you know, you've heard rumblings on this podcast. I've definitely been talking about uh, new modes of currency. I've, I've certainly mentioned um, the development of uh, lab-grown meats in Singapore, things like that. And also, after I saw Black Widow um, and with the Britney Spears revelations, I, I did say that, listen, there's something going on with Uranus and Taurus, which is you're having a Marvel Disney movie in which they're talking about forced sterilization, and you're having Britney Spears... Um, exposing the fact and disclosing the fact that she has undergone forced uh, state-mandated implementation of an IUD. Instantly after Uranus went into retrograde, um, we got the OnlyFans block, which was then overturned. Not overturned, but OnlyFans realized that it made a huge mistake. And we now have the bullshit um, abortion laws in Texas. So... Uranus went into Taurus pretty much around the time of the Christine Blasey Ford testimony against Brett Kavanaugh. So, next year we are going to be having eclipses in Taurus and Scorpio. 
I don't want to minimize any of what's going on, and I don't want to try to put what's going on, which really affects women's lives and destinies and futures. I don't want to put that into any sort of a um, blasé astrological analysis. I do want to say that I don't think this thing is not quite over. There's a bigger awakening and reclamation going on. Taurus answers to a higher authority, that authority being Venus herself. Taurus is, of course, associated with the bull, the goddess, the crescent moon, the fallopian tubes. It's really a very ancient, powerful sign. Taurus obviously has a history, if you think about the golden calf, Taurus has a history of this kind of natural animalistic power that in the story of the golden calf a um, patriarchal society tries to destroy i don't think this thing is finished yet i'm not saying that like we're gonna handle it and like don't worry about our supreme court and don't protest i'm just saying we have through 2026 there's a bigger awakening happening and i think there might be a more quantum shift going on that we're not fully aware of so i just wanted to lay those out i'd love to hear like what you're thinking about this because there's a lot of factors happening but uranus is the planet of change and awakening last time uranus was in taurus was the 30s so on one hand we had fdr on one hand we got welfare we got the green new deal on the other hand you know we had the rise of the nazis so i don't want to say that it's all good but i don't think um i just don't think this thing is over yet so i just want to lay that out okay so let's get into the main event baby last weekend was pretty climactic on friday night i went to see azalea banks it was her first show back. I think she was, she said she was nervous. So it was a short show and she really just got to business, but it was great. Fag sweating in a room. It was great. Um, and I really think it was the beginning of a very big new era for her and a very abundant new era. So I was really happy to be there. We went out um, to Knockdown Center for a $50 rave. I like techno, apparently, maybe, for 10 minutes. But uh, I did have a good time. It was very Saturn and Pisces generation. So it was very kids who are about to have their Saturn return in the 2023 to 2026 sphere, which is to say they dress like shit. They're sexless. They love ketamine. God bless them. I am doing my best here. I come from a land of, like, rampant sexual violation they come from a land of like hyper pop and um being dissociated and wearing the sort of clothes i wore when i was in third grade god love them because they are clearly not as fucked up as i am so they have figured something out sunday was the main event my roommate and previous guest of the podcast from the Sylvester episode, Harry James Hansen, known as Amber Alert in the drag scene, bought tickets for me and for the very first guest of this show, Charlene Incarnate. 
to go see Alanis Morissette do the 25th anniversary Jagged Little Pill concert tour at Jones Beach Stadium in Long Island. Those two girls were in it for Alanis. I was incidentally also in it for number one Virgo, Shirley Manson, lead singer of Garbage, whom I wrote many paragraphs about in my current Nylon uh, piece on Virgos, which I had to cut out for space. Garbage is very big for me. So we went to the beach. We had a great time. We had a great ride in Charlene's Hoopty. Okay. We were like, at, we got there really early because it's at Jones Beach, Beach Station Stadium. So we parked in an empty stadium hours and hours before the show and we had a day at the beach. We let time kind of slip away. Um, and by the time we returned to the parking lot, the opera was well underway. The parking lot was packed. There was full tailgating happening. Okay. I'm going to describe the scene. Remember, uh, listen, I'm from Texas. Char's from Alabama. Um, Harry is from Wisconsin. So we are not innocents, okay? I have a brother in prison, and there is a certain type of woman who writes letters to him and um, devotes her, her undying love to him. If you can imagine her, she was in this parking lot. She and her friends. She and her friends who, uh, you know, maybe marrying their high school sweetheart didn't work out the way they thought it would. Uh, Maybe they never got out of Long Island the way they thought they would. Maybe they're wearing their um, Alanis Stadium Tour shirt from the first Jagged Little Pill Tour. It was incredible surreal and bone chilling this was a breed of lesbian that i had not um heretofore encountered since my years at the houston pride parade when we had a bull dyke named Teresa driving the float whom i adored it was the real deal these are not some ironic faggots these women paid the babysitter good money their husbands were at home and they were going to have a good night, okay? After enduring that, and then I, of course, shared with Shar and with Harry, I was like, you know, this reminds me of when I interviewed Sandra Bernhardt. I'm actually going to read this quote. Um, when I interviewed Sandra Bernhardt for Time Out, um, I asked Sandra, I was just like, you know, you're going through this weird thing where you're Sandra Bernhardt, but she also has a serious XM show called Sandyland. So she has this suddenly this like huge audience of like American moms who listen to her radio show who are then coming to see her live. So I asked her about that. Um, Okay. This is what Sandra Bernhardt said to me. Um, they get something that's so different from what they hear on the radio. They get a real night of old-fashioned entertainment that not a lot of people are capable of doing. So I never feel like I'm cheating people, which is another important thing to me. Um, 
Okay. And then I said, okay. Okay. I said, you're not into irony, cynicism, or bitterness. It's real. And Sandra Bernhardt said, this was in like 2017. That's what people need and want more than ever. On Twitter, there are so many people doing these sort of things, these sort of off-the-cuff snarky tweets. It's funny, but that's what I did when I was 19. You don't want to come pay $65, $100 to see a performer be snarky for 50 minutes. You want somebody who pulls this shit apart and puts it back together again in a way that makes you understand the world and your life and opens you up and liberates you emotionally. That's our responsibility and you can't phone it in. So I was saying basically like, we are in this parking lot with the people that Sandra Bernhardt is talking about. These are the people who are in it to win it and it's real. So I hear the, the siren call of Shirley Manson and I'm like, we got to get in that studio. Harry got us very close tickets. I mean, I could see Shirley Manson's alabaster skin. Her skin is paper thin. Um, she looks like shit in the best possible way, which is to say she is like a Scottish Catholic ghoul and her skin is so delicate. And like, you know, there's that, that song by garbage. So like a rose, she looked, she was wearing fabulous clothes. I thought she fucking tore it. You know, listen, I don't think garbage makes bad music. I thought she tore it. I thought it was hard because the stadium was half full for her and they weren't there for her. They were there for Alanis, which is fine. And in some ways that is Shirley. Like Shirley always needs to be the underdog. And, you know, there was this Shirley Manson. If you think about Virgo, you think about uh, the Vestal Virgins. You think about the kind of divine high priestesses who dedicate their body to this higher God. She is the original kind of violated Vestal Virgin. She is the Vestal Virgin who crawls out of the ruins and screams. Um, so there was, you know, she's in her, like, she's approaching her second Saturn return in a few years. And she really, like, embodied that ruin and that pain and that, that wreckage, which I loved. Now, when it was time for Alanis... Shit got real, okay? It was time to, like, get in your seats and lock and load, baby, because these people did not come to play. As we've established on this show, as I've written about, Alanis Morissette is maybe... I don't want to say she's the definitive Gemini of our time. I think Azalea is the definitive Gemini of our time, frankly. Alanis may be the greatest Gemini of our time. This show, along with seeing Robin, hello, Gemini, at Madison Square Garden, are the two best concerts I've, I've experienced. Alanis Morissette, first of all, coming out in vegan leather pants and an oversized t-shirt, the biggest hair... I, I, I could not believe... She had, like, waist-length blonde hair, and I, I want to believe that they were extensions, but during, um, during Smiling and during Uninvited, she was whipping that shit like you've never seen anyone, okay? She was the most powerful performer I have ever seen. 
What you need to understand about Geminis is that Geminis are portal workers, as Greg Kozatek stated on his episode. Geminis open the gates. And the reason why someone like Robin is so sensitive is because she feels what she feels that pain moving through her. Alanis, it was an abundant wellspring. This woman is a Venus in Taurus and she's a Gemini sun. So her talk about fertility. It was an abundant wellspring of power. She was surging. It looked like she could have gone on for hours and hours and hours because there was no indication that this was hard for her. And I want to say, you know, this was excellent. Like, I could not believe her voice. During Thank You India, the way that she would sing Disillusionment disillusionment it just got deeper and deeper and there would be these interludes where she was wailing and just like it was really like cantorial it reminded me of like a yiddish nigunim which was just these like deep profound chants and you know it reminded me of and i'm just gonna find this quote for you um you know when Lana Del Rey and Stevie Nicks interviewed each other for V Magazine in 2017, there's obviously a lot from that interview that stayed with me, but there's a Stevie Nicks quote that um, that really came to me, and I just need to find it right now. Um, okay, this is what Stevie Nicks said to Lana Del Rey. Does anybody really notice that I'm a really good singer now? How much better my voice is than it was 20 years ago? So for me, like Stevie Nicks is also a Gemini. I think Alanis has tapped into this thing Stevie Nicks has tapped in, which is I got it. All I need to do is be present and I got it. The songs are written. Stevie Nicks and Alanis have written the greatest songs of all time. They don't need to reinvent that wheel. Alanis's music, the new music is excellent. And all I need to do is be present. You know, I really downloaded a lot watching Alanis because it's not easy to go in front of a packed stadium in Long Island of middle-aged Gen X women whose lives maybe didn't go the way they thought they would, who listened to Jagged Little Pill in the 90s, claim something for themselves, but maybe along the way have had to make compromises like we all have to. It's not easy to be Alanis Morissette, to have done it, to have endured, to be the, the real phenomenon you are, and to have those women looking at you and wanting you to make it all true. What Alanis was able to do, and I felt so profoundly, and I'm really learning from is say... I'm going to give you my gift. I'm going to give you my empathy and I'm going to give you this music that speaks to who you are and who you were, but I am not coming down with you. I'm not going to get sucked in. I'm not going to get eaten alive. I am the vessel. You have come to see me. You know, I am the oracle. I'm the priestess. You have come to witness me. I am not one of the people. And I really understood that when you have a gift 
to give in a big way, you can't just give it out to everyone. Like, I got that. The way when she did I Walk Right Through You as she was walking towards us, the way she did Uninvited, the way she did Not the Doctor, and, you know, I was talking about it with Dexter after because Dexter and I then walked um, from 2 to 5 a.m. in the East Village talking about it. You know, when she says, um, you're so much braver than I give you credit for. It was like more real than ever. I just like I, I really think she's she's hit it. The other thing that was really big for me that I have to say is like. Kurt Cobain is dead. A lot of the people who either anticipated Alanis, uh, preceded Alanis, or were meant to be Alanis's contemporaries are either dead or losers or nothings. And I wrote this quote down when I was watching her. I thought of this quote from The Crown. This is from season two when Prime Minister McMillan like gets sick and just throws in the towel. This is Claire Foy. Do you know, I've been queen barely 10 years, and in that time I've had three prime ministers. All of them ambitious men, clever men, brilliant men. Not one has lasted the course. They've either been too old, too ill, or too weak. A confederacy of of elected quitters. You know, they showed these clips throughout the concert of Alanis. They showed her weight fluctuations. They showed her... um, in Dogma, my favorite, playing God. They showed all the kind of really idiotic Jimmy Fallon, Justin Timberlake, like male SNL material where they kind of like make fun of her. It's all a joke to her because she knows I'm not going anywhere. I'm getting better, by the way. I'm getting stronger and I will outlive and outlast all of you. So needless to say, I'm, I felt after that show, it was a life-changing show, and I feel really ready to be taking myself seriously. It's Virgo season, and I really want to be putting my gift to its appropriate value. So I'm really thinking about that and working on that. I'm really praying that I can start feeling better so that I can start going into attack mode with that. And I'm just really understanding, like, how what it means to play a long game. On the car ride home, we listened to Michelle Branch, who I've not really listened to since my youth going to the bronze with Buffy Summers. Girl, Michelle Branch, okay? You put on the spirit room. Do not tell me you have ever heard anything like that, okay? God damn, that album is good. Um... Everywhere is really big. Um, I do want to say that there's new album music. I I gotta tell you, we're gonna Melissa and I will do the astrology of ABBA. Uh, please let those women go. Please let Anyetta and Annie Freed be free. This is torture. It's really really torture. Benny and Bjorn. I just we're the best of friends. I don't think so, but you know, there's a bop in there. Look, I will be attending any... I will be hosting plenty of parties for that. So, you know, whatever. Um, I just feel... Really... 
dissociated. There was a flood here two days ago. I haven't really like dealt with it. So yikes. Um, I'm wishing everyone a really good weekend. Rosh Hashanah, by the way. If you, okay. I'm trying to think how to say this. You know, if you are like doing a show or you think of yourself as like such a liberal, maybe you should look up when Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur and Ramadan are. Like, maybe you should look up when Nuru's is. Maybe you should like know things. I, I just think it's really embarrassing that people I know are post post for like National Sibling Day. But when I tell them like, oh, I can't come to your show because it's Rosh Hashanah and you should know that, you fucking idiot. Why is that not occurring to people? Um, it is the Jewish New Year and like, yeah, it's kind of a day for me. So I I'm just like putting that out there. I'm not trying to do a like boohoo I'm Jewish thing. I'm just like, hello? Why does my Google calendar not have Rosh Hashanah or Yom Kippur there? So anyways, it's a new year. Shana Tova. Libra season soon. We're coming to the the fall equinox. So this is a big moment of balance and checking in. Um, and I'm wishing everyone a really positive weekend. Thank you for listening. The Luminaries is recorded with love in New York City. If you've enjoyed this show, please subscribe, share, rate, review, and etc. If you would like a tarot or astrology reading with me, David Odyssey, you can go to davidodyssey.com or follow me on Instagram, david underscore odyssey. And of course, be sure to read my nylon column and tell everyone you know about the luminaries. I am excited for whatever the hell is coming next. Let's do it together. Mwah. Money don't talk, rip that song, gossip, battle on, battle for your life.